Jesus says in today's gospel, I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. So Jesus comes to do the will of the one who sent him. So who sends Jesus? Do you know who sends Jesus? You can just say it out loud. God, yeah, God the, specifically God the Father. God the Father sends Jesus, right? So Jesus is referring to a virtue, right? A virtue is a power of the soul to do good, to act well. So do you have any idea this, when we refer to doing the will of someone who has, who exercises authority over us, that's a particular virtue. Do you have any idea what virtue that we might be referring to? It's a very important, we could argue it's the most important virtue actually. Anyone have an idea? It's a form of love, we would say for sure. But anyone, you can just kind of say it out loud. It starts with an O. Any idea? Obedience, right? (laughs) I'm sure your parents probably talk about this, right? All the time, right? Obedience. And you know, uh, sadly, in our culture, obedience is kind of like a swear word. It's kind of like a no-no. Nobody talks about this. It's very, very unpopular. It's the most probably unpopular virtue uh, in secular society. And yet, in the Christian life, it's the most important. Well, how can, Father, how can you say this? Well, what do you think is the most well-known prayer that we pray? Some of us pray it probably like 10 times a day if we're like praying the daily rosary. Uh, most of us, this should be like probably the most basic prayer that all of us know as Catholics. What is like the most basic prayer? We even say it uh, here at Mass. What's that prayer that we, we know? Yeah. Um, oh, that's a really good one. Yeah, Kerrigan. The Our Father, right? You know, uh, many of us say the Our Father many times. And if we pay attention, the Our Father, there's one particular line where we are pledging allegiance to God and to doing His will. So first of all, do we do the Pledge of Allegiance um, to the United States of America? Do we do that every single day, right? So right, when we, uh, each day, as, as good American abiding citizens, right, we pledge allegiance because it's also a duty, it's really important for us to be good citizens and be loyal to our country. But even more than that, you know, as St. Thomas More tells us, you know, he is a loyal citizen. You know, he was was English, but he said, to God first. And so we do the Pledge of Allegiance, right, uh, to our hearts, to the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Very important. But all the more, When we recite the Our Father, do you know that we are pledging allegiance to God and to His Church? And specifically, that line when we say, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done. We are pledging allegiance and we're saying, Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I am committing myself to being obedient to You. I am pledging allegiance of my entire being and I'm doing this out of love. I pledge allegiance to you out of loving obedience. Did you know that? In fact, uh, one of my favorite authors, uh, her cause for canonization is going through. She was a Swiss uh, mother and physician, Adrian von Speyer. And before she became Christian, before she was baptized, she was very an honest thinker. 
And as she was being taught the Lord's Prayer, she says, oh no, that's a dangerous prayer. Do you know what we're committing herself to? And so for a while, there was a period where she couldn't say the Our Father. She said, in good conscience, I can't say this prayer because in reality, I'm not willing to live it out. I'm committing myself to saying, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. God, your kingdom come, your will be done. And she recognized, I'm very disobedient. I don't say that. So it would be dishonest to profess something and say this prayer while living my own life and doing whatever I want to do that's not in accordance with God. She's remarkable, and I greatly admire people who are so coherent in this way. And if only all Christians recognize this pledge of allegiance that we make every single time we pray the Lord's Prayer. And yet, sadly, sadly, even on just fundamental matters, how many Christians in the world are willing to be obedient? And the key word is striving, right? We're all going to fall short. But another thing is like not even willing to strive and obstinately refusing, obstinately being defiant. I don't know what that number might be. You might find maybe 5% of Christians, maybe that's a generous figure, 5% of Christians who are generously striving to be honest and committing and saying, Lord, I am committing myself to being obedient. So this is very important, and we want to ask the Lord for this grace. So Jesus commits himself to obedience to God the Father, and likewise, we also, each and every one of us, we're committing ourselves to obedience to God. Now, what are some of the ways we might ask, how are we supposed to, on a day-to-day basis, be obedient to God? Well, uh, there are a couple of very practical ways that we know we can be obedient to God. We are obedient to God when we are obedient to those who exercise authority over us meaning our, we would call our superiors. So translation, your parents and your teachers are really, really good um, normal points of authority for us. So this isn't very like abstract. This, this is really easy to understand. We are obedient to God when we are especially obedient to our parents and to our teachers. Now, if some of us push back and say, well, how do I know? What, what if my parents and teachers ask me to do all sorts of things? We can actually abide by this principle. Unless your parents or teachers explicitly tell you to do something sinful, then we're not bound to that. But otherwise, we actually are bound to obedience to them. Even on things that you might think are questionable, because God values unity so much that if we were to question everything, like, we couldn't get anywhere, right? Everyone would have their own mind. And so we actually need to abide by this principle. Even on things of, like, for instance, if maybe um, you took a bath or you took a shower and you're thinking, well, I only want to take a shower, like, every two days, and your parents are saying, no, well, you need to take a shower, and, you, you know, you contest that, no, you, you still are bound, even if you have a legitimate disagreement with this type of thing, you are bound to it because our parents and our teachers especially exercise rightful authority over us and they have good over us. Now Jesus knows it can be difficult, so let's get very, very practical. 
What are specific obstacles, or what makes it difficult for us to be obedient? Because it's not easy. Now, I want to talk about three emotions or feelings that can make it very difficult for us to say yes to God in being obedient. And these three emotions are fear, anger, and sadness. Now, you will agree with me that throughout history, now of course these three uh, emotions or feelings in themselves aren't bad, of course, everyone experiences this pretty much all the time. Now we need to be aware and careful and we need to be vigilant, however, because if we choose to consent to these experiences of fear, of anger, or sadness, then it could actually lead us down a really bad road. In fact, the worst sins in history have been a result to people responding poorly to their experiences of fear, anger, and sadness. So I'm going to invite you, Jesus knows this, and he wants to help you. I want you to make this prayer with me. So fear, anger, sadness. Let's break this down. So fear when I'm afraid or nervous. Sometimes we can refer to this as anxiety, but when I'm afraid or when I'm nervous. Or anger, when I'm mad. Sadness, when I'm sad. So I'm gonna invite you, just kind of indulge me, humor me, because I think this is really important. We wanna equip you with skills to be able to say these prayers throughout the day. You can talk to Jesus. Jesus wants to help you in all of your difficulty. And he knows that sometimes we don't feel like being obedient even though we know we're supposed to. And Jesus wants to help us so we can make these type of prayers. So let's just pray, pray all together. I want you to repeat after me. Jesus, grant me the grace. Jesus, grant me the grace to love and do the right thing. Even when I'm afraid or nervous. And Jesus, grant me the grace to love and do the right thing. Even when I'm mad. And Jesus, grant me the grace to love and do the right thing, even when I am sad. Amen. I'm going to invite you. This is a very, very powerful, really important prayer because we're always experiencing these emotions and feelings of being afraid or nervous, of being mad or sad, and instead of responding poorly, that could lead us down a really bad path of sin, Jesus is inviting us to re respond in love because Jesus experienced all of these emotions. Jesus experienced anger, Jesus experienced fear, Jesus experienced sadness, and yet, not only did he not sin, of course he's perfect, he's God, but he responded in heroic, amazing love. And he wants to give us the ability to do the same. 
So if we can be aware of how we encounter these situations in my heart when I experience this throughout the day, I can make this prayer when it's difficult to love and Jesus will help us.